0: Coffee with your spouse is like capturing happiness in a cup.
1: She's the cream in my coffee.
0: And he's the sugar in my cup. I'm Teddy. And I'm Jenny.
1: You're You're listening listening to Cream Cream in my My Coffee.
0: This podcast contains adult language and adult topics intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. People do crazy stuff when they're in love. They stalk their loved ones on social media, dedicate love songs to them, write poems, and even get really regrettable tattoos, single-handedly keeping laser removal in business. But every now and then, someone takes the cake and does the craziest thing of all in the name of love. They kill. Join us as we discuss love, obsession, and murder.
1: This is a message from our sponsors.
0: We'll be back after a word from our sponsors.
1: Hello, everyone. I am glad you guys are all here. Shane did such a great job of what we're going to speak about today. And what we're going to speak about doesn't mean that you have to put away and suspend your libido at all. (laughs) But... We're going to speak on a slightly different topic, give you a little bit more interaction and hopefully get you thinking in a different way.
0: For those of you who listen to us on a day-to-day basis or a weekly basis, I should say, you know we usually talk about sex. (laughs) Let's be realistic. We usually talk about love and sex. Today, we will be speaking not just about sex and love, but murder my three favorite subjects
1: yep and definitely something that i'm not into like the murder stuff i'm just trying to chill relax watch comedies (laughs) kind of listen to those things you may not think about it if you see some of our you know homemade videos reels tiktoks things like that but um believe it or not i'm just as calm as can be and probably some of you can notice that too
0: yeah i'm usually the the spicy one in our marriage in the sense of like being silly being more, uh, loud. (laughs) I'm Puerto Rican. So, and just being overall really interested in anything paranormal or murder when it comes to podcasts or TV shows. I love it all.
1: Yep. So here we go with the question of the day. What is the difference between love and obsession? Do you know what it is? Honestly, to start this, I didn't really know. I mean, I did, but I didn't have the in-depth detail of what it truly is and the differences are. And, uh, you know, I go based upon my personal feelings and and how I would uh, presume the way I show and everyone shows their love and their emotions slightly different than others. And obsession, though, that's a whole other subject. So does obsession always lead to murder?
0: Dude, you were so obsessed with me in high school. Let's be realistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I mean, I was extremely super protective. Uh, I mean, it didn't matter who you were, what you were, if you if you thought you had any option. It was like, a, I don't know how to put it like a, a rabid
0: s- pit bulldog.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much. You and attack it, anybody? If you ever seen one of those muscular chihuahuas at times, too, you could probably <laughs> say that. It didn't matter how big you were, I was going to take you down.
0: Yeah, that was my teddy bear in high school. Still, Actually, you're still like that. That hasn't really changed. But leave all jokes aside, technically, um, you are Guyanese. And culture has a lot to do with how people are when it comes to love. I know a lot of people that are from the Middle East their love is portrayed differently and how they are in their relationship is very different than how most people are in America, for instance.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different ways of how culture pieces go, how we perceive respect, how we um, are supposed to be around family, friends, and then, you know, as ourselves behind closed doors with one another. So it all varies. I mean, there's different sides to you. There's things that you say and do that you would not say or do in front of your family or friends that you would do behind closed doors. However, like, for example, with us on podcasts, there's a lot that I don't want to say or do that we <laughs> do openly. And it's just to help others out there understand the things that we that you wouldn't say or do. And, that, and I think that's a big thing that we all have.
0: We always tell family, do not listen to our podcast. You know, there are certain episodes where we will suggest that are on the more vanilla side, I, I guess I should say. But majority of our podcasts, we don't feel comfortable with family listening to. But I know that we've gotten a lot of emails, a lot of messages on Spotify, a lot of messages on socials. With all of you saying how much we've helped you and your relationship and it's a really good feeling knowing that we're doing something for all of you by speaking the way that we do because we keep it real right teddy
1: yeah absolutely we really do so to get started it's important to understand what obsession truly is and is it really dangerous
0: well if it's you yes (laughs) 100 percent, yes all jokes aside obsession is a feeling of intense infatuation While love is more rooted in mutual care and support, someone who's obsessed with their partner often sees them as someone who needs constant protection and monitoring.
1: So today, we're going to discuss how love can become an obsession, which can lead to murder.
0: Ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha ha, (laughs) murder.
1: I hate this stuff. I love it! (laughs) We've got a couple of examples from some well-known stories of men and women who literally love their partners to death.
0: Let's be realistic, though, it is more women than men, unfortunately, and I hate to say that, but um, statistically, more women often murder their loved ones than men. Isn't that something, Tuddy?
1: Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you guys do change once a month.
0: Hey, 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 be lucky you have me. <laughs> and that once a month is only once a month. God, can you imagine if it was like all month?
1: Oh my god, I don't know what I'd do. I think I'd be by myself. <laughs> I don't know. It's like superpowers and then you get it. You know what? It is a kryptonite for men, though.
0: Gosh, it is. It is. It is. So, it is story time. Grab your cup of coffee, your cozy blanket, and sit back and listen to the murders that we have to discuss. The love that led to obsession that led to murder. <laughs> On June 4th, 2008, Jody Aries a name all of you probably have heard before, fatally attacked her on-and-off again lover, Travis Alexander, with a knife and a 24 ca- 25 caliber handgun inside his Mesa, Arizona apartment. Authorities said that prior to the homicidal blowup, the two-year relationship had been marked by breakups and reunions, with Aries reportedly relocated from the west coast to Arizona and converting to Alexander's Mormon faith in order to be close to him. On their last day together, Ares, 24, allegedly stabbed the 30-year-old Alexander 29 times. What did that say? Slit his throat, oh my gosh, she slit his throat, and then fired a bullet into the back of his head. A coroner later stated that Alexander may have already been dead by the time he was shot. Five days later, friends came to Alexander's apartment after he failed to show up to work, inside friends reportedly discovered Alexander's brutalized body and immediately called the police. Responders searching Alexander's residence said they discovered a digital camera that was later presented as evidence. The camera reportedly contained numerous of sexually explicit images, and as Alexander and Aries, along with a picture of Alexander taking a shower and one final shot of him. Profusely bleeding on the floor of the shower. Investigators also said they found a bloody palm print at the crime scene that contained DNA from both Anthony and Aries. Detective quickly turned their attention to Jody Aries as a potential suspect.
1: That bitch is crazy. (laughs) I, I mean, holy cow.
0: No, you gotta understand something. Yes, she is. I'm not, I don't want to call her crazy. What she did was completely, completely wrong. But if you've seen the movies or have researched it like I have, because I'm very well interested in this case, and I remember when it happened, he was wrong too. She should not have murdered him. I mean, that just goes beyond anything. However, he kept her his dark, dirty little secret. He was Mormon and he was a religious guy. But he was willing to have sex with her behind closed doors, but in public, didn't want to be seen with her, was embarrassed of her around his church, his family. And in the end, he ended up finding a, a girl, I believe she was a virgin, who he wanted to marry and got engaged to. And that made Jody pretty pissed off. I mean, I would too, she was giving up her cookies. She, she was in love with him, obviously obsessed with him. And then he was going to marry someone else. So, you know, she basically lured him and seduced him and then murdered him, which, again, is wrong. I'm not justifying what she did, but that's it's messed up that he basically led her to believe he was going to marry her by giving her empty promises because she was spreading her legs for him. That's basically what that boils down to.
1: It just sounds like she just knew what she was doing, obviously. He enjoyed it he liked it obviously didn't have the world of experiences as much as she has that's just horrible that's just a horrible human being how i don't get it
0: i don't disagree with you i mean again i'm not justifying what she did but he should not have kept her his dirty little secret i'm pretty sure in bed he made promises to her empty promises and she was in love with him obviously obsessed with him but they were both wrong she was more wrong obviously because he's he's not here with us anymore which is sad but it was wrong of him to be, like, telling her and and acting like they had a future together when he really just wanted ass. Let's be realistic. That's all he wanted.
1: I hope it was worth it in the end because, obviously, man, that is just a brutal, brutal way to go from a woman. I mean, if you've seen her, I've seen the videos, and I'm sure you guys have seen some of the court filings and things like that that has gone through life.
0: Oh, you can tell she's crazy.
1: She's a psycho, but the thing is, I mean, she's a smaller woman to go through that much to a much larger guy. Obviously, she she had him in a very exposed exposed position and or maybe he was sleeping during the time. No, he wasn't.
0: He was in the shower when she killed him.
1: Well, well, then he he must have really trusted her, obviously.
0: Well, yeah, they had just had sex. I mean, they had just had sex. You know, um, she took pictures of it. And then she also took pictures when she killed him.
1: (laughs) Damn, that is just, that is just wild. I mean, I would be ashamed of her too. I mean, I'm sorry if any of you out there like that, you just don't bring a person like that to your family if you're going to try to start a family or have a real relationship with. That's just...
0: In Jody's defense, and again, I'm I'm not saying what she did was right because it's 100% wrong. No one should ever murder anyone. Like that's, that's not love. But in Jody's defense, I would be pretty pissed off, too, if I was in love with someone and giving my cookies up to them, thinking that I'm going to be their wife. And then all of a sudden, they get somebody else and they're like, oh, I want to marry her. And then you're left with wondering, like, you invested. She was with him on and off again for almost two years. And then all of a sudden, he brings someone else that he's not embarrassed of and wants to be marrying that person but he wants to have sex with jody because he still had sex with jody and he was engaged with someone else that's I how mean, he died <laughs> let me just clarify
1: that gave her cookies up a long time ago to many many other individuals oh come on teddy so you can't she's got you can't go crumbles there. of parts of cookies she may not <laughs> even have any cookies left to give maybe like you know when you eat a, a you know a box of cookies at the end of it there's just crumbs and that's all that he she had to offer compared to probably the psychology of a woman that actually has her stuff together had much more moral concept, even though uh, Alexander did not. Obviously, being with Jody, I'm sure this other woman just blew her away in every aspect, a thousand percent more than what she could ever be. So that probably led to a much more jealous rage and definition, m- much further than the average person could probably perceive as well. I
0: mean, I would, again, I would be pissed off, wouldn't lead to murder, but I can understand her anger as a woman. You're in love with somebody, obsessed with somebody, and you think that you have a future with them together, and then they're embarrassed of you, but they want to have sex with you. And that intimacy, because, you know, intimacy draws people closer together, and it's a false sense of security, really. When you have sex with someone that doesn't care about you the way you do, for them, I feel like that's a false sense of security and that's exactly what she had. She didn't know that he was going to go and try to marry someone else. Obviously, the murder was premeditated because she did go there, I feel, with the intention to murder him because she had the gun and the, the knife. I don't know if she brought it with her. I'm assuming she brought the 25 handgun caliber with her. I don't know about the knife.
1: That's possible, but I would say that he probably uh, like most men probably strung her along to an extent as well
0: that's a and, long time
1: well i mean you know men sometimes and I, I hate to call this out guys but sometimes you do things to get what you want especially when you know you have a particular sm- slight control over to an extent to use the manipulation to get what you what you want and desire it's like you know having a another woman that's in or a man in another relationship and using that desirable skill towards someone else to entice them to do something that probably shouldn't occur.
0: I mean, obviously their relationship was toxic. They shouldn't have been together. Psychologist Richard Samuels diagnosed Aries with PTSD and dissociative amnesia, I hope I'm saying that right, which explains why she can't remember much from the day she killed Alex. But who really knows because we're not her? I mean, a lot of people can just say they don't remember because they murdered someone, you know, serving all that damn time. Um, Aries is serving a life sentence in the Perryville State Woman's Prison in Goodyear, Arizona, and is not eligible for release. Based on public records, people report that she is being held in a medium-low custody class security wing of the prison.
1: Well, I would say that uh, when somebody, just to go back at this, if somebody don't remember what occurred or what happened... Not all the times, but sometimes either it's been a long gap of a period or you just don't want to remember, especially in a legal concept, if you remembered all the details, you'd have to explain it away. However, the smart thing is is to not remember or don't recall, and then you don't have to explain it.
0: Well, yeah, because if it was premeditated, she could have been sentenced to death. Do you understand? So it wasn't classified as premeditated, so it's smarter to say. And I'm not saying that she is falsifying what she's saying by claiming she doesn't remember, but let's be realistic. Somebody who's going to jail for all eternity and can possibly face the death sentence? Shit, I'd have amnesia amnesia too, you know? I can't remember shit. (laughs) I mean, you gotta be realistic. Again, I'm not a freaking judge. I am not her psychologist. I'm just speaking from what I think and feel. These are not facts. I'm just stating what I think.
1: Did you also know that Aries is profiting from her new, uh, notoriety by selling drawings from jail on a website operated by her mother, Sandra Aries, according to the site, and some pieces are fetching more than a thousand dollars?
0: Damn, that bitch is profiting in jail. (laughs) That's smart. That is smart.
1: That's crazy. I would not buy a cent of anything of her.
0: I, I would. I so would. I'm curious on what is she painting?
1: That's just psycho talk. I
0: mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I want to see what what those paintings are. Uh,
1: what is she gonna paint about? This is my session. This is what my cookie looks like. Here oh go. gosh, Teddy. Oh my god. I
0: think we need to Google what her drawings look like. I'm curious.
1: I'm not. Nope, not me. Go for it on your own.
0: I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google it.
1: In March of 2007, Eric McLean shot and killed an 18-year-old Scott Powell was waiting in his car outside of the mclean's house the high school student had been having an affair with his with mclean's wife erin who was his english teacher's assistant eric had suspected that his wife had been up to something as she was constantly talking about one of her student students excuse me scott powell in an almost obsessive manner and the couple's two young sons told their father about outings with their mom and her friend, quote-unquote. Erin didn't do much to hide the affair from her husband, who, when asked why he didn't simply leave his cheating wife, said, end quote, because I love her. Eric McLean was convicted of reckless homicide in 2008 and served no jail time whatsoever. He later won a custody battle for his sons against his ex-wife, who had another affair with his With a student back in 2009 as well.
0: I'm shaking my head over here due to the fact that the man served no jail time, which is bullshit. I'm sorry, but that's bullshit. At the end of the day, his wife, it's a completely her wrongdoing. She's the one that had the affair. She's the one, the adult, that should have enough sense. That she's messing with an 18 year old child regardless 18 I don't see that as a grown adult this woman Erin was 31 years of age so a 31 year old woman having an affair having sex with an 18 year old should have enough damn sense that that is wrong our brains are more developed at 31 years of age than it is at 18 I'm not saying that that 18 year, year, year old boy Scott Powell did not understand what he was doing was wrong i'm sure he understood what's wrong and right but at the end of the day a grown ass woman at the age of 31 should have enough who's married let, let's just be real she is married with kids of her own should have enough sense to not have an affair with a child cuz he's still 18 and let alone her student
1: this is definitely you know tragic in general. I mean, it's sad, but it's just bound to happen. So to give you some context about it. Uh, it's horrific and a little graphic, but I'll let you know. Uh, Eric McLean did shoot with a shotgun Scott Powell directly in the face while he was in the car, and the reasoning for it in in the court system and the reason why he was shot is because. Eric McLean stated that Scott Powell was an intruder on his property. Whether or not that's true or not, that's up to you guys and the public to perceive. But in the court of law, it was perceived that way, given his sentence. He did have a 12-year probation period on top of that sentencing uh, for not being convicted. But, I mean, excuse me, of his conviction of reckless homicide versus, you know, long jail time. But that was just the tip of it. The other part to it, which I was assuming why Scott Powell probably maybe thought differently as well, is maybe how Aaron decided to explain to Scott about why the affair should occur to begin with. So uh, Eric's wife, Aaron Powell, uh, McLean, did force Eric to be in an open relationship. In an open marriage which he did not eric McLean did not want any part of who wants to share their partner with other individuals which all that led to was just one party wanting to have outside marital relationships that they just wanted whatever her reasons were
0: well there's some relationships did do uh, condone to those things but both parties have to be in agreement and in this case that was not the issue
1: but in the most part which I disagree with that completely, is that they Same. just want to have outside sexual desires that to be fulfilled on their own. So with that being said, he, she probably did tell Scott about that. Eric obviously did not want any part of that. Being married to a woman that he probably loved, looking at photos and background information of them, they look like they've been married for a while. I can't find any details about their marriage as of right now. But it looks like they've been together since maybe high school or something, you know, very long period of time. Um, Maybe they were each other's first and she wanted to explore or have more of an experience than he did. And he probably didn't desire to do so. But stating that he loved her, obviously he's extremely committed to her and he was not. She put her desires before her marriage and her vows. But that... um, it's an unfortunate thing with Scott. Uh Eric gaining custody of his children is great. Okay. But then Aaron had another affair again. And it just goes to show the type of person she was. And for majority of people, that having an affair once, you're going to be a consistency of having another and another and another. And it's an unfortunate thing, but he did the right thing, which when he did divorce her after the second affair, knowing that, she just wasn't going to be or isn't the right person for him their family or their children it's just a sad situation all the way around that shouldn't even occur had her actions been any different
0: i feel really really horrible for scott powell's family if i was that young man's mother his sister or any relative i would have been devastated knowing that Eric got no jail time, regardless. Wrong or right, he got no jail time. And I'm sorry, but murdering someone is wrong. And he just walked away from it. I understand his reasons. He wants to say that Scott was an intruder. Reality is, Scott was having an affair with Aaron, his wife. So, of course, he was probably really angry and upset when he shot him, regardless. It's just sad, though, because 18 years old, I mean... That was somebody's son. That was somebody's brother. That was a loved one to someone out there that you took their life away, all in supposedly the name of love.
1: That is all true. He was actually a foster child, believe it or not, as well. I'm just running across some of that information as, as we're speaking. And her, their, his foster mo- mother just, you know, just couldn't believe it at all. Supposedly, though, just another fun fact is that Aaron uh, McLean did take him out of state, I guess, to be with him on other occasions as well. It's, again, just such a sad situation for a married woman to do something like that. And especially, I can understand that Eric probably had some pretty devastating thoughts, all that was going on. And then anybody just made um your know, mind frame is probably just completely out of the norm for you as a normal individual.
0: It's still wrong. 18-year-old, that's that's kid. Oh, At
1: geez. the end of
0: the day, that is a child, and Eric took that child's life. It is 100% wrong. He should have divorced his wife the first time and walked away with his children, and that 18-year-old could have still been alive today. The next one is really interesting that we're going to discuss now if you've always been afraid to go skydiving you should definitely read about Els Klotsman at your own risk that is so Els Klotsman was dubbed the parachute murderer by the belgian media Els Klotsman was convicted of the first degree murder of fellow skydiver Els Van Reen in 2006. Both women were romantically linked to Marcel Somers And although Klotzmans went on record saying she didn't mind being his number two, a jury felt a little differently. Police first suspected Klotzman after she attempted suicide, presumably out of guilt, after speaking to them. She then continually tried to contact both Summers and Van Duren's family, and investigators came to the conclusion that she wanted Summers all to herself. After reviewing the tape that had been on Van Duren's helmet after her two-mile plummet, yeah... It was actually recorded. Can you believe that? And the evidence showing that the lines of her parachutes had been cut, Klotzmans was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Her first appeal was denied.
1: That is crazy. I mean, imagine being there in an airplane about to jump with your husband and then your, her hus- your husband's you know lover beside you.
0: I didn't realize they were married and all yep. the research I did I did not pull that up. That's very interesting that you pulled that up. That means nope. that makes sense because of their well, names.
1: Maybe maybe I'm wrong about that, but I believe they were married. Who in their right mind goes with your lover and your lover's partner knowing you know something possibly could happen. That's not a good mix. You don't no. know how that person feels. But in the end, I guess she found out after she was plummeting about two miles to think about it prior to splattering on the ground.
0: And that's a bunch of bullshit, her saying, you know, the lady that did it, that she didn't mind being his number two. That's a bunch of crap. Let's be realistic. If that's the case, the other lady would still be alive.
1: I mean, right now, she's serving out a 30-year prison sentence. She did try to uh, appeal uh, back in 2019 of October 30th about a conditional release, but I believe that was denied. So, you know, with that being said, I mean, I don't, I don't understand, like, sometimes if you guys are doing something that's obviously wrong, step away from it, do something different. I mean, there's no point of trying to have such a open relationship when you you don't know the other person, whether they say so or not, it's just wrong.
0: Not just that. The fact being that she acknowledged she was that man's number two says volumes. Ladies, if you are somebody's number two, you better put them to number zero. Because if you're with somebody that says, oh, I love you. You know, you're everything to me. Well, if that's the freaking case, you better be their number one, their only one. No one has the right to mistreat you. Or degrade you to the point that you have to share the person you love with someone else. When you love someone, love should only be shared with each other. Not with, like, Tom, Dick, and Harry. I mean, let's be realistic.
1: I mean, I guess the other thing, too, is that both women were friends. I mean, so she most likely were friends for a long period of time. She trusted her. Why would you do that to your friend as well? What kind of friend are you?
0: This is why we don't have friends. Let's be realistic. We have associates. We have really good people out there that we socialize with from time to time. But as far as, like, best friends ride or die, Teddy and I do not have that. We have associates, people we know. We keep out of our marriage. (laughs) I feel like if you have friends 24-7 that are around you and your significant other, especially, like, people tend to, like, like to go get drinks together and go you know hang out together eventually i feel like it leads to disaster down the line because somebody's gonna catch an attraction towards another party i don't know that's just my theory every every murder mystery love triangle i've ever heard whether it's been podcast or tv always starts off with a damn friend they were friends you know they hung out together this is why we don't have friends
1: (laughs) so in short don't allow friends or family to influence your own relationship. You know, be yourself, be your own. Look out for each other. It's going to make it str- make your, both of you stronger for what your needs are, and what you both need in your relationship. Your relationship is not based upon your friends or your family members. It's based upon you and your significant other at any and all aspects of your your relationship duration
0: absolutely teddy well said i couldn't have said that better myself if you're in a relationship focus on each other don't listen to what other people say don't expose your marriage or relationship i think a lot of people that get caught up with their feelings and have to vent and venting is important let me tell you because when you are upset or even happy you tend to go to the closest person to you which is usually your bestie and vent The only problem with that, especially if it comes to intimacy or anything sexual, you're telling that person all your business. You're letting them have a piece of your life and therefore eventually getting them a little curious to your partner. And especially if you have things going wrong, they're just going to slide right in and try to, you know, make their way. I just don't trust anybody. That's just me. We've had experiences in the past, uh, both of us with so-called friends when we were much, much younger. We don't do the whole friends thing. Again, associates, you know, high and by from a distance. I think it's just better that way.
1: I agree. Just definitely uh, know what who's around you. Um, you know, you can definitely have friends, folks that you've known all your life, trust them. But again, uh, you can always listen to opinions and others' uh, suggestions, but you don't have to incorporate them. It's up to you on what you prefer.
0: And if you go in skydiving with someone, don't let it be someone that you're messing around with with their significant other that knows that you're messing around with them because you might end up with, you know, your parachute being cut. I mean, that's just really, really tragic. Just be smarter than that.
1: All right, up next is our next contestant, Rachel Wade.
0: (laughs) You're making it sound like a game show show of murderers.
1: (laughs) What else can I do with this crazy stuff? I love it. So, Rachel Wade. Here we go. I knew teenage girls had a tendency to get crazy over boys, but the fight between Rachel Wade and Sarah Ludeman over Joshua Camacho was above and beyond crazy. Camacho. Man, what a name. After Rachel and Joshua had broken up, he started dating Sarah Ludeman. Rachel and Sarah had a heated rivalry over this boy. Police had spoken to Sarah roughly once a month in the six months she'd been dating Joshua about harassment from Rachel. The girls would show up to each other's work and taunt each other. Rachel would leave vile voicemails and Facebook posts threatening Sarah and eventually one night uh, in April, things came to be a grisly boiling point. Sarah went to confront Rachel on the night of April the 14th after hearing Rachel scream, in quote, quotation, I'm going to stab you and your Mexican boyfriend, unquote, at her as she drove by. Both girls allegedly lunged at each other, but Rachel pulled out a steak knife and repeatedly stabbed Sarah, eventually hitting her heart. When the fight was over, Rachel threw the murder weapon into the neighbor's yard and calmly said, in quote, I'm done, unquote. She is currently serving 27 years in a prison in Florida. This particular murder happened in Pinellas Park, Florida, which is near the Tampa area uh, or Clearwater, Florida area if you're familiar with uh the Florida area off the I4 corridor.
0: We've driven near that area if I'm not mistaken on vacation, right babe? Yep,
1: yeah, uh, as we go to Clearwater Beach, uh you go down to I4 at the end uh, you jump off that area, you will go through Pinellas Park and through those areas. It's a smaller city, sub city. However, it's uh, you know, it's a pretty good size uh area of the Tampa Bay location. So it's about about an hour and a half or so away from the Orlando, Florida area.
0: If you have to fight over a boy or a man, obviously walk away. If somebody says they love you and you're in a relationship or trying to be in a relationship with someone, you shouldn't have to fight over them. They're yours, right? And you're theirs. If you're fighting for them, then that's not love.
1: I agree. Um, you know, fun fact. It's not fun, but maybe it's a good fact for you guys to to understand. Especially those of you that, that live in, well, I'm not going to say Florida in particular, but mostly the East Coast has Applebee's just about everywhere more in the south area, Rachel Raid was a waitress at Applebee's, so that steak tank that she pulled out was from Applebee's, which leads to tell you that the Applebee's waitress, don't mess with them, they're a little <laughs> cray cray.
0: I don't think it's Applebee's, I honest to god think it's Florida. Have you seen those TikToks and Instagram posts from people posting about Florida? Floridians are a little cray cray. Sorry, Floridians out there. I'm just saying, like, they be doing some crazy stuff, especially hurricane season. You see them out in the streets freaking surfing on on flooded areas. It's crazy. And and having gators as pets.
1: Well, I mean, they probably all have their reasoning. I mean, I'm sure they live with these kinds of uh, different environmental challenges in most of their lives. I mean, you can think about, some of those aspects but this almost reminds me of like you know not to make fun of the situation and and got for me about this but if you've watched Jerry Springer in the past it almost is a a murder version of Jerry Springer show immediately is what comes to my mind on how this is portrayed
0: yeah they should have been on it I mean rest in peace Jerry he was great but they definitely should have been on that show because that does sound like a case that would have been on there
1: I mean being that young, uh yeah, you feel invincible, you you have much more uncontrollable rage, um especially over boys. I'm sure Joshua Camacho felt uh very empowered and you know maybe swoon in a sense that two girls were fighting over him, but probably not realizing the the huge in, you know, issue that may have possibly would occur which did occur is one getting so overly zealous that she committed murder. Joshua, shame on you for not stepping up, being mad enough to say, hey, listen, you guys got to cut it out. I'm with this person. I'm no longer with you. I need you to step away from the relationship and allow us to be.
0: Agree, 100%. He should have been... If he was mad enough to have two girls, you know, that he was both obviously intimately with, he should have been mad enough to step up and say, no, this is not right. I'm with her, not you. That part of my life is done. This is my new chapter that I'm moving on. And just stopped it right then and there. I mean, again, that was, they were young. That's still, to me, that's a child. And that's someone's life. They still could have been living up to this day, living a prosperous life. And their life was snuffed out because of a jealous love triangle.
1: So Rachel is still currently serving those 27 years. I haven't heard or seen anything about her, um... Going back to try to get uh, a reduced sentence or appeal. Uh, As of right now, she is still in prison in Florida, um, serving out that time period.
0: As she should be. My goodness. Keep her there. We are taking a time machine back to the 1940s. The next murder case that we have to discuss regarding love and obsession is back from the 1940s. In the 1940s, Leslie Hilton, a test cricket player from Jamaica, fell for Lorreen Rose, the daughter of the police inspector. Their relationship had caused controversy because of the difference in class between the two. But despite her disapproving parents, the family's efforts to squash the relationship, love One out and the two were married in 1942. Now, fast forward to 1954 and the love that triumphed over all had taken a disastrous turn. Leslie had begun receiving anonymous letters stating that his wife was cheating on him while she was away in New York City attending to her dressmaking business. Despite Lorene's insistence that Roy Francis, the alleged other man, was merely an acquaintance, eventually she gave in and confessed that she had been cheating on her husband and that it was because he was such a lower class and that the sight of him made her sick. Leslie then grabbed the shotgun off the wall and shot Lorraine. He claimed he had been trying to commit suicide and miss, but the seven bullets recovered from Lorraine's body proved otherwise. He was convicted of murder and hanged for his crime in 1955.
1: That is just another version of why you shouldn't cheat. I mean, this guy is just enraged over his wife. It's a shame.
0: How's he gonna say he was trying to commit suicide but then shot her seven times like they found the seven bullets
1: it's 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 true. I mean, obviously it it was truly jealously it was rage. Um, you know, there there isn't a whole lot back in that time to go through or talk to. Um, they both obviously had, you know, careers that were a little bit more than the average for individuals in Jamaica at um, well, that time. they
0: weren't of the same class. He was of the lower class, so she was cheating on him with somebody that was more established, obviously.
1: So, yeah, I, I agree that the, uh, the class differences can be... Again, it's an ego bruising point um, for anybody to be in that situation, especially you're going to compare yourself to the other person from the affair and the affaree. So uh, most likely, again, there's, there's nothing in that time period to help with those kind of situations. There's nobody to run to, and you're just taking it upon yourself to do the best you can, and unfortunately, in a, in a jealous rage, which... Rightfully so, I can under- we can understand that. It is heartbreaking to go through something like that, and then how do you deal with it? You just don't know how to. So he took it out the best way he thought, which was to eliminate his issue with his wife that he most likely loved.
0: Murder is never the solution. Never, ever. He should have just divorced and walked away. Especially after she said that. How freaking ignorant of her... If she had a problem with his class, she should not have married him.
1: I agree. I mean, especially like in there in that time period. uh, I mean, he was probably a well-known, I don't know specifically about the cricket world, but for the West Indies culture and cricket as in general, he was the only one to be ever hung uh, over something like this. Who wants to be remembered for that?
0: your family plays doesn't don't they some of your family members
1: yeah they do pay play um both semi-professional and i believe a few of them professionally
0: that's freaking amazing daddy yeah are you ready to do the next one
1: yeah the next one um is sixo babuena which is back in 2010 21 years old uh sixo babuena came home to find his fiancée, of 48-years-old, Tamara Hoffman, cheating on him with another man. Oh, here we go again.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs>
1: the two had begun the relationship a few years prior when Tamara was his teacher.
0: Why is it always the teachers? Come on, do better, peoples.
1: There is an effa- a slight infatuation between that, but let's continue on. He had come upstairs in their Arizona home after hearing a strange noise and allegedly... Fearing for her safety, what he found was her in bed with an 18-year-old, Samuel Valdivia, another one of her students who she'd gotten involved with. He stabbed Samuel multiple times, and despite claiming he'd only meant to teach him a lesson, Sixto told police that the knife uh, went into him like butter.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: He will be up for release in
0: 2020. Oh, so he... We had to we had to research that real quick. He he's probably already out because we're in 2023. This whole story is tragic. I was a former educator, not for obviously that age, uh, for smaller children. I can't imagine though looking at any student, you know, in high school or 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 whatnot, and thinking, hmm, they're attractive. I want to go have an affair. I just don't understand that because those are still kids. And as a teacher, you're being entrusted with someone else's child to educate them. Not on sex ed, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate tragedy again. I mean, these are folks that are you're in a relationship. you, You never you never think about you think about other things when you're going to commit adultery. You're thinking about your own personal self. You're thinking about your, l- your your lust aspects of everything that you want fulfilled. You don't think about anything else that may occur or what happens, what if, future issues, repercussions. You don't think about nothing more, but then otherwise just to get your specific needs met. You're not thinking about anyone or anyone else, everyone else. Sixo basically got 22 years uh, of imprisonment Um, and was convicted or found guilty of second-degree murder in 2009 for the uh, stabbing of Samuel. But here's here's some more details about it, is that Samuel was a senior at the El Dorado High School, Um, and they were both having a relationship with their teacher, Tamara Hoffman. She was 49 at the time.
0: Shame on her. Shame on her.
1: So that was just... It's unbelievable, it really was what he what um, Se- Sixo stabbed Samuel with was a nine inch butter knife, uh, so that's where the reference came to. Sixto was uh was home on leave from the actual navy, he wasn't a navy, he was doing you know pretty great things for himself. But I'm sure Hoffman, Tamara Hoffman, had her needed to have her needs met, met being 49 years old. Having young, younger men in her life or young men in her life maybe had a uh, infatuation and or a heightened desire that she felt desired being an older woman as well. But Hoffman had actually been previously fired from her teaching job at uh, Tempe's Marcos de Nienza High School in connection with the alleged relationship uh, she was having with uh, Sixto when he was 17 years old uh, at the school.
0: So, a minor. A he was a minor.
1: This is, this is. Uh, it gets more and more interesting as you go. I mean, it, it's just pretty crazy. She definitely had an issue with young kids or young teenagers.
0: She's a freaking predator.
1: Uh, this truly really is. And it's unfortunate, but you just never know, you know, who you're running across, whether it's a teacher, an educator, uh, or just someone just off the street on, on how they're feeling in that aspect. Again... I understand as we get older and older, as myself we're getting older and older, you may want validation from younger individuals, but the younger individuals also seek out older individuals as as a maybe not a game but as a uh, you know desirable aspect too as a as a mother or father figure for younger individuals.
0: And that's when it becomes more of a psychological issue in their lives. For them to feel loved if they're not receiving that love, you know, in their own homes.
1: So, this teacher's love trai- triangle uh, is just horrific. I mean, I think this is like the third one that we talked about with in- infidelity involved. It just goes to show and also. A knife. <laughs> There's
0: always <laughs> a steak or butter knife.
1: Just goes to show that it can lead to just huge escalations and other issues. So. If you really want to go and do something like that, just separate yourself from your relationship or marriage and then do what you need to do afterwards. Don't don't involve the other person to go through that type of hurt.
0: This has all been a crazy episode, I feel, all the research that we've done. And guess what, you guys? We're not done yet. However, we are going to end it on this note and there will be duh, 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 a part two. <laughs> Yes, we have so much information regarding love, obsession, and murder. There's going to be a part two. We could not possibly fit it into one podcast episode. So, next episode, you'll get to hear another infamous person, Amy Fisher. I'm sure lots of you have either seen movies regarding the crime that was committed with her and so forth. There's lots of movies out there. I've actually saw three already. And we've got a couple of other good ones to talk about. Also, next podcast episode, our part two, be expecting us to talk about the 20 differences between love and obsession because I feel that this episode isn't just based about murder, even though we're discussing murder. Our podcast is not about murder. However, I think a lot of people out there forget love and obsession are two different things. And there's a very fine line between those two different categories and people tend to confuse them when they're in love, thinking that their obsessive ways are love. And of course, as all of you know, obsession can, doesn't always, but it can, lead to murder. Everyone deserves a relationship free of domestic violence. If you or someone you love is being abused, know there is nothing you have done or are doing to cause that abuse. It is solely the choice of the abuser to abuse. It may seem impossible to escape your abuser, change your circumstances, or find the help you need, but it is possible. However, you know your abuser best, so think carefully through your situation and circumstances and do what is best for you. Now, abuse isn't always physical. Sometimes it's emotional or mental, and scars from abuse aren't always visible. If you're in immediate danger, please call 911. For anonymous confidential help 24-7, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-787-3224. Teddy and Jenny can be found on TikTok, Instagram, Threads, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're interested in our really cool merch, and believe me, it's cool <laughs> from Cream and My Coffee, check out our store on Bonfire. Not only do we have fashionable Cream and My Coffee apparel, we also have shirts, tanks, and hoodies representing multiple sclerosis awareness. I also wanted to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts to each and every one of you for hitting that subscribe button on our podcast. With each subscription, you allow more people to learn about this podcast. And when you hit the subscribe button, you automatically get your next episode, your upcoming episode, downloaded on the day of release. It's so awesome. For those of you listening to us on Spotify, as most of you know, Spotify now offers a really cool feature where you can leave us a comment on the Spotify platform, allowing you to engage with other listeners and see their comments as well. We love all your positive feedback for our show. You can also leave us voice recordings On the Spotify for podcasters, which I will link in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to Teddy and Jenny at creaminmycoffee97 at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or ideas for upcoming episodes. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening today, and until next time, I love you like I love my coffee. Hot, hot, hot. Muy caliente, papi.